Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Kevin Berthia was on the edge, literally. In March of 2005, Kevin had fallen on some tough times. His daughter was born premature, which racked up some very expensive medical bills. He felt as though the burden was too much. He made his way to the Golden Gate Bridge and climbed over the railing. But before he could do anything, California Highway Patrol Officer Kevin Briggs intervened. He managed to help Berthia see the light and stop him from ending his life far too soon. Today on Connections, Kevin Berthia will share his story and tell us how he is using his own experience to help others. Our guest today is Kevin Berthia. Yeah, he was just 22 years old when he felt that the world was too heavy for him. He had an unbelievable experience. He made his way to the Golden Gate Bridge where basically a miracle happened. He's going to share that story with us today. For those who don't know, back in 2005, you met up with Kevin Briggs, who we've been talking to, um, but it wasn't under the most happiest of circumstances. Tell us a little bit about where your story starts. The day I met Officer Briggs, I was 22-year-old, um, just just overwhelmed young man. I was just, I had a lot going on. I was just dealing with a lot of different things. I was trying to cope with life. Um, I've been holding in for pretty much my whole entire life that I hated being adopted. I, I struggled with feeling worthless every single day. Um, I just, I just got to a certain point. Um, I was a new father, um, premature baby who, um, just came out early. We had to struggle and fight for her life. Um, ended up losing my job, you know, quarter of a dollar, quarter of a million dollar medical bills. I mean, I had so many different things going on with me, um, March 11, 2005, when I met Officer Briggs that day. It was a culmination of everything that I ran from my whole entire life and it pretty much hit me in one morning. And, you know, I, I just knew I had to get myself out of pain. I knew I had to do whatever it was going to take. Um, you know, it's not that I wanted to die. I just did, I felt like I didn't have a choice. I've been living for so many years, you know, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. And then that, that morning, I just couldn't figure it out no more. Um, so I drove myself to the Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't even know, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge is iconic, to be honest with you, um, for suicide attempts. I just thought in that morning it would be a good idea to, to go out there. Um, I thought I was the only person in the world that had this idea. That's how it, it, the culture I come from, how, how shocking it is to know that, you know, it was, you know, thousands of people who went before me and attempted, and, you know, you know, thousands after. I mean, it's just that's just it's the most iconic site in the world. So I didn't even know that. Um, I got there that day, and um, I had no in, intent on talking to anyone. Um, by the time I got to the bridge, my last hope of, of talking to anybody was, was done. Um, by the time I got out there, parked my car and grabbed that, grabbed my phone. I, I was going to make one phone call. That phone call didn't go through like I wanted to go through. And, you know, I, I picked a good spot. I look over the railing and I realized there was nothing that was going to deter me or stop me or, and it was nothing but water. You know, I looked in that water. I saw, you know, first time in my life that I actually saw peace. And, you know, it wasn't, you know, I know now it wasn't a good piece, but it was a piece for me. It was a, it was not having to be a, you know, a burden. It was not having to lie about who I was. It was, it was, you know, not having to, having to wake up in the middle of the night crying or, or wake up in the morning and feel worthless or wonder, you know, why she gave you up. I mean, it's just so many different things I, I felt like I didn't have to worry about anymore. And, you know, I took a couple steps back and I braced myself in impact and I went to go, um, literally I ended up jumping over the railing in, in the mid, mid air, I heard a voice and I was the voice of officer Sergeant Briggs. We're not really sure exactly what he said, but it was enough to distract me from the position and of what I was going into the, actually going into the water. 
And I grabbed the railing with my left arm, and I turned myself around and got myself on that four-inch cord. Wow. I can see, I, I, I mean, my head stayed down the whole time. I never even, you know, knew, you know, who he was or, or what was going on. And I was a, kind of pretty much upset once I got myself in that position um, from that photo that most people can see. Um, it's just, I'm upset because I wanted to get myself in water. I didn't come here to be on the ledge. For one, I'm afraid of heights. It's, and <laughs> I, I hate being cold. I'm 220 feet in the air. It's March in San Francisco. It's, you know, 40-something degrees. I'm freezing cold, T-shirt on, shorts on. And, and, and now I'm in this position, and, and this guy, this, this voice is still trying to get my attention, and I'm mad. I'm yelling at him for the next, you know, five to ten minutes. I'm telling him to stay back. I'm, I can feel myself yelling at him because if, if, I'm telling him if he comes any closer, that's it. You know, because I don't have to do is just nudge back. There's nothing that supports my back. There's nothing around me. Like, any any small slip, my feet are pointing up. Like, I have nothing. There's nothing for me holding on. The only thing that kept me on that railing is the wind because, you know, I'm, about a I'm like I'm a small guy. I'm 135 pounds. So, it's just, you know, it's just the wind was braced up against my back. But, you know, for eventually... After 10 minutes goes by and I was I stopped I was just upset because he stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. Something on the inside of me just 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 it just it just stopped and said asked myself, "Well, why do you even care?" Because he wasn't yelling at me. I mean, he he really was genuinely it sounded like he cared about why I was over that leg. I don't know. That's just what I got from him. And this whole time I still never looked up. So finally he's able to get close to me and for the next 92 minutes Literally, I mean, most people can't even stand still for, for five minutes. How I stayed on that ledge for 92 minutes, but it's like I had something to say. I needed to get it off my chest, and I knew he made me feel like it didn't matter if it took three hours, five hours. It didn't matter if it took 24 hours. He was going to be there willing to listen, and I sat there, and I literally talked to this stranger who I knew nothing about. Um, I kept my, Like I said, I kept my head down, and for 89 of those 92 minutes, he actually just sat there and he just listened to me. He didn't interrupt me. He didn't make me feel like I was on on his time. Even with the with the the bridge, now I know was at a standstill. I mean, all these different things going on, and he never rushed me. Um, he really genuinely took the time to to, to literally simply listen to me. Um, that's how I met. Um, that was my first encounter with Officer with Officer Briggs. But I still didn't know after 89 minutes of talking to him, after all that, you know, going to the bridge, I still didn't know who Officer Briggs was. I didn't even know he was a cop. I didn't know he was white. I knew nothing about this man. And I always tell people the conversation, being that I'm from, a black man from Oakland, California, this conversation would have been a little different had I opened my eyes or looked up because my, my, my um, understanding of law enforcement at the time as a 22-year-old black man from Oakland, California in 22, I mean, at 20, yeah, as, as a 22-year-old man from Oakland, California, all I've had was bad, you know, incidents with law enforcement. So, but in this moment, it wasn't about him being law enforcement, and I'm glad I never opened my eyes. I'm glad I never mm. looked up. And I didn't get the opportunity to really talk to Officer Briggs um, um, until eight years later. And this amazing story requires two parts to complete. Join us again tomorrow on Connections to hear part two of our episode with Kevin Berthia. Until then, you can listen on your radio station once in the morning as well as once in the evening. You can also hear the podcast version at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Remember to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.